welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> Hello? Okay, that's working. Check. Check. How goes? How was your weekend? Wasn't we're win- still in the middle of it? Wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't windy and didn't take out it fences? Didn't, no, and, I uh, cut good. up the tree that took out the fence, so I'm good there. Mm. We're back to normal. You got your chainsaw on? Oh yeah, nice. It's good. Very good. Congrats. Do we, should we should we break into our Oscar? Picks sure. Now that sure. now that the Oscars are You're over. You're so excited. Not really, because we both didn't do very well. It's because I was a Star Wars person. If I had just gotten, if I had just actually paid attention to you instead of went Star Wars, Star it, Wars. It didn't matter because. I would have had those two. In visual effects and production design, we both got them wrong. Blade Runner 2049, yeah, right? Yeah, we both picked Blade Runner for production design. You picked The Last Jedi for visual effects. I picked Guardians. Right. We were both wrong. So it didn't really matter. Sound editing, we were wrong. Uh, we said we was either going to be Star Wars or Blade Runner. It was Dunkirk. Right? Was it Dunkirk? I don't remember now. Blade Runner 2049 won two Oscars. Yeah, it won Costuming? for no. uh, cinematography. No, it didn't. Well, Dunkirk didn't win it. All right. How about we do the ones that are right, and then we'll go back through it, okay? <laughs> so, best picture... Uh, I picked three billboards. You picked Shape of Water. Congratulations. Thank you. Although I don't think it should have won. Why? Well, now there's, they're arguing that the screenplay was an was, original. Was an original. Yeah. So whatever. Lead actor, we both get a victory there with Gary Oldman. Uh, you lost lead actress with Margot Robbie. I picked Frances McDormand. <sighs> Best supporting actor, Sam Rockwell. We both got that right. Supporting actress, you pick Laurie Medcalf. I wanted her to win, but I knew Allison Jenny was going to win, so I get the victory there. Director, uh, Del Toro, Guillermo Del Toro, sorry. I had a brain fart there for a second. We both had that. Animated feature, Coco, we both had that. That was correct. Screenplay, Get Out, we both had that. Cinematography, we both picked Dunkirk, we were wrong. Film editing, we picked Dunkirk, we were right. And then sound editing, sound mixing, production design, and visual effects, we were wrong. So, well, next year, I'm going to actually take my time and get this right. Well, Because I'm act- usually very good at this. We should really screen some of the other ones. So I won barely with a uh, 8 to 6, whereas you were 7 and 7. But you were still 50%. Right. That's not terrible. Okay. Yeah. Well, could have been worse. I could do better. Yeah. At least uh, I do feel somewhat okay in the fact that we lost in the sound editing and mixing because that is such nonsense, those two categories. right? And also... These things, um, I don't know what it is, but these things, shouldn't they be during the technical awards, like the night before? Do they really need to be a part of no, the main Oscars? No. I mean, come on. And just bloat the program another 40 minutes? What I do like is that I don't have to watch it, and then the next day I can just watch the winners um, yeah, on YouTube. That's right. It's brilliant. You, need to go, you don't have Best to sit through that whole craziness. So, there you have it. Clearly, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Half the time. But a stamp of approval. Half the time. Which is pretty normal. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. So I feel good about that. Um, We talked last week about the Razzies and the big winner being the Emoji Movie. 
Yeah. And I And you just couldn't stop. You had to watch it. I had to see if it was you had worse to watch than Master- a train wreck. I, I said I would watch it to see if it was worse than Masterminds. Now, this was a horrible animated movie. Horrible. The animation was fine. It was like Sony animation. They've okay. done stuff before. It looked fine. But oh, just the story was just it fell apart. What's with the poop? It's Patrick Stewart. He, okay. okay so but what's he doing? No, so here's the thing. The movie, the premise of the movie is is that they live inside the phone. Okay. They live in, specifically inside the messaging app. Okay. And it's a part of like a, an eighth grader's, or you know, like a, a 12-year-old's phone. Okay. Essentially. And so they live in a world where if you're a good enough emoji, you can be put inside a block. And, and then when the kid goes to use his messaging app, the block might point at you and scan you, and then you get a copy of you gets output as right. a message. The lead character is the meh emoji, but he's got something wrong with him, and he can laugh and turn like bright red, and he can they, basically they think there's something wrong with him. He can change into different emojis into different emojis. So they go to try to delete him. And his friend, the talk to the hand emoji, which isn't used anymore, right? Voiced by James Corden of the Late Late Show, uh, go on an adventure to find a hacker to try to help uh, this emoji fix. Well, how himself. do they go on an adventure? They, they leave the app and, and they sneak and they, around cyberspace, and they go into the wallpaper, and then they can tra- oh, they can man. walk between worlds. At that point. I said, nope, and I stopped the movie about halfway through and said, this is garbage. Cause it well, where's the poop? I mean, he's... That's the he, whole point. He's like, he's there. He's just one of them. He's just one of them. And he's got a little kid who's training to be like his replacement. And it's just dumb. Really, really, really dumb. Do your kids watch it with you? No. Okay. I, because they probably would love it and want to watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> but it was really dumb. And I get why... Yeah, but you just explain... The whole point of the movie. I didn't right because there. I didn't finish it. I couldn't. No, your kids would watch it over <sighs> and over again. I'm not even. To be honest with you, I'm not even sure. Okay. It just didn't feel like it was going anywhere, and so it was a horrible movie. It deserved the Razzies. Right. Shame on Patrick Stewart. I mean, come on. That's. I am sure his agent somehow got him convinced that this was a big one well yeah i guess animation animation and you'll make a lot of money um is it worse than masterminds i mean the animation was good right masterminds the acting was terrible and the movie was awful so i gotta believe that while they're pretty close i think masterminds still takes it because it's real people and not an animator and you can make people look good with animation it right. just means the story sucks. It's sort of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I kind of hated that movie. I was all right with that the movie. The second one was awful. Right. I fell asleep in the theater. So. Now, Kristen Wiig was in Masterminds, right? She was. Okay. They were doing something really terrible with her career. She's got to get new agents or somebody or new people because like, what she's doing, she's better than that. Well, she just signed on as Cheetah for Wonder Woman. Oh, there goes Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. Jim Carrey plus oh, Riddler man. equals. Do you okay? But do you think that Nicholson really helped Batman? Poop. Do you think he was like was he a good he Joker? He was pretty good. He was a good Joker. And Sh- and Schwarzenegger also ruined it. Well, he was no Mr. help, Mr. Freeze. 
okay, but that the the Jim Carrey Riddler had had Two Face, Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. and Tommy Lee Jones was is I mean he was good as Two Face, right? Not as good as I would say Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart, no, was a totally different idea for yeah. a movie. But I mean, they painted him out to be like the nineteen sixties Batman Riddler. Right. With like the, the yeah. spandex right. suit Frank and Orson. the question right. mark. Yeah, it just it didn't work. So what are they going to do with Kristen Wiig? She, she's going to be all of a sudden serious? I've just never seen her in like any... I mean, she was in um, she The was Skeleton in, Twins. Yeah, that was which, serious. Which, I mean, she had Bill Hader right. to play off of. She's never really been in like this sort of like action style... Blockbuster. Blockbuster movie and... Maybe she's it's it's there for her, maybe. I don't think so. You think we'll see. But I mean, they Gal, can't. Gal Gadot has got to be able to to help her. Yeah, rein it that's in. true. I mean, it, listen, it's great that it's going to be a female villain in yeah. a female movie directed by a female director. Right, it's all good stuff. Yep. But uh, I don't know. So yeah, I I couldn't unwatch that unfortunately. I did say I would do it because I'm sort of a glutton for punishment when it yeah, comes well, to bad movies. Yeah, well, you did it, didn't you? And I did, and I regret every minute of it. But it is what it is. So you want to take a break, and then we can sure. talk about these gems. Well, they are gems. Yes, in their you, own you, in their own way. Don't be, you're not being sarcastic. No, not at They're all. They're both Oscar winners. At, at, well, absolutely. Although, not the movies, right? Just the people in the movies. Just uh, the people. Yeah. Well, no, no. Wait. Did, I did Darkest it? Hour win something else? Uh, let's go back and look when we take a break. All right. All right. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Oh, my knee. You, Why me? Why me? Do you remember that? I do. 90. <clears throat> it was intense. 96? 94. 94. Right. 94. It was the U.S. figure cha- skating championship that led to the Winter Olympic Games. Yes. Where it happened. Yes. At the, at the figure skating championships. Correct. Right. And I remember, I believe in 94, weren't the games in the U.S.? You got me. <laughs> all I remember is it just dominated the news for weeks, it seemed like. Like, all right. of a sudden, overnight, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan were, like, household right. names about, you know... Well, it was very... A hit. OJ-esque. Yeah. Well, there was just this weird, improbable thing that happened, with the only difference being that, that, I, that Tonya and her minions... We're just stupid. Well, they're like they're they're like white trash. Well, I'm more gonna, I mean, like trailer trash. I'm not gonna say that. Well, you could say that. Okay. Well, that's what it seemed like when uh, when watching her in the courtroom and <laughs> yeah. everything else, and like and like the bumbling, like the fat, heavy set guy. Bumbling who, is who a is good like word. her bodyguard and his friend and Sean Eckhart, who couldn't been funnier during the Diane Sawyer interviews. Oh my goodness! And that's real because at the end of the movie, right? They yes. show. There's a, it's but sad. The thing is, is there's like there's so much. This this is like what was that other movie that we reviewed recently where like you had they kept reminding you at the bottom of the screen. Remember, this is still based on a true movie because uh, yeah. it's bonkers. It's crazy. And the thing is, is I guess, I mean, I would have been 
13, 14 years old when this happened. So, I mean, definitely knew what was going on. Right. Um, but I guess I didn't really know sort of the details of it. And I don't think that they really covered a lot of her backstory um, in the news that much. No, this was, that was what was great about this film. Um, director Craig Gillespie and the story focused on mother-daughter a lot. I mean, there's a little section with the husband, mm-hmm. but essentially it's a it's a mommy dearest gone really wrong. Well, it's almost like a it's like a road trip movie with 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 mom and, and daughter. Man, and and there's a reason why Alice and Jenny won the oh, Academy yeah. Award. She's scary in this movie. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Margot Robbie did a def- great job. Definitely deserved to be nominated without right. a doubt. I I mean, her competition. Um, I don't think she would have made it there, but she definitely took the role of Tanya Harding. Hey, uh, and look, she did her own triple axle jump, so. No, I mean, she didn't. I mean. She didn't. She can say that as much as she wants, the, but the, she knows no, no. that she didn't. The featurettes. I know. It's cool. It's cool the way they did it. They had to replace her face with another skater. Yeah, she talk, another she, skater. She skate. was pretty adamant about that she could skate. She could skate basic the, stuff. Basic stuff, and she that, doesn't do any and, of the jumps. And that uh, she even did this interview where she sort of said, like, a lot of people have embellished how long I'd been training for this, right? But it really wasn't that long, and I fell a lot, and it was pretty grueling. And everyone was like, "Oh, she had months to prepare," and she's like, "Not really, because they expected quite a bit out of me, and I couldn't do it." So, yeah, they just superpo- bring in another skater, superpose Su- her face. Superpose my face on another yeah. person and and you know, I got to give the the production people look credit. They they did a good job with it. Um it's when I first watched the movie, <clears throat> the one thing that I noticed on the back of the screen, on the back of the the the, the jewel case was funny as hell. You'll laugh till it hurts. And at the end, I was like, I didn't find this funny at all. No. I, at I all. didn't find that what was going on funny. I, my mouth was aghast most of the time. Think about this. If they had just made a random movie where this character was fake and it was, and it was, and yeah. it, it wouldn't really matter. Alice and Jenny was terrifying. Yes. yes. S- like scary terrifying. And, Sebastian Stan, I just Bucky have a, Barnes. I, yeah, see, I can't look at him. Like he was, in, he was in um, Logan Lucky for a very small. He's like a race car driver, right? And I see him, and I'm like, oh look, it's the Winter Soldier. Well, the good news was I didn't recognize him. I know. So I watched it for a while, and I was like, man, this is cool. And this husband looks just like Galuli. Wow, great job. Oh really? I noticed it right away. And then I went, oh, and I had to look it up to find out who it was. Oh, so see, I that didn't it ruin right it for me. I noticed it right away. Um, I li- I like this movie. I just at the end I thought this guy in the back obviously thought this was a comedy, and it right. wasn't. So don't read reviewers. <laughs> no, um, I don't know that it's also necessarily the Goodfellas of figure skating either. <laughs> sure, it is. <laughs> I mean, not really. I guess there's no real. Think about Goodfellas and how brutal yeah, that was. Yeah, this, this was, was not that brutal. This is more of. Somebody having to do go to go to to unnecessary lengths to win. That's and, right, and doing it in the shadiest of possible ways. Right, and a, and an overbearing, abusive mother, that, and, and that pretty much put her in that position, and an abusive husband as well. Oh yeah, I Ugh, mean he's the worst. All in all, 
Yeah, I mean, and the fact that she spent a lot of time with the real Tanya Harding, had I guess because she's Australian, maybe she doesn't really know the whole backstory, but that must have been really kind of odd and creepy to, yeah. to be around her because she was a weird one. But Tanya never admits to being, to knowing this. Whether she admits it or not, right. she went to jail for it. She did not go to jail. I thought she was convicted. She got community service. That's right. That's right. But she was. She would have preferred to go on to jail because they took away her ability to skate. Yes. She cannot. She's like barred right. from the U.S. Olympic figure skating team and the U.S. That's figure, right. For life. So. But it's a. It's not a funny movie. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a fun movie. It's a dark it. comedy. It's not a, really a comedy. It's a dark biopic. Yes, if you will. So, what's your what's your score here? I liked it. B plus. Yeah, I go with that. B plus. Yeah, solid B plus. Anything else you want to add about it, or you want to take a break and reset for? No, I'm good. You, you want? I'm move, ready. You want to move right into it? Yeah. All right. Well, the the last another Oscar winner uh, nominated. Can't, you can't really say film. I guess you could. Was Darkest Hour a uh, Best Picture nominee? Yeah. Okay. Well, then Oscar nominated. Yeah. With Gary Oldman, who wins uh, for Best Actor, and they won for Best Makeup as well. So this has a couple Oscar wins to it. And, and this this movie always confused me because at the same around the same time this movie came out, there was another movie out called Churchill with Brian Cox. Yeah. As Churchill. Yeah. That covered the Normandy invasion part. Yeah, we'll notice that one went nowhere. The problem is, it's a pretty good movie. It really is. I mean, this one got I swept mean, under the rug. So this made $138 million. Yeah. Nothing to sneeze at. Um, this sort of is the... It's the rise... This first five weeks in office, right, uh, as the prime minister. It, yeah, it's it's taking over as the Nazis are sort of knocking on the door of invasion of the of um, England. There, this first big problem is he's got Dunkirk. Yes. So you're right in the middle of that that entire thing, and um, he's not very well liked. It's amazing how caustic and sarcastic he is. If that is the real Churchill, which I believe it is. I mean, I would assume that there is enough. I mean, there has to be some video footage of him. Oh, yeah. There's tons. So, yeah. I mean, and there's all of his speeches. Of I course. all those. Of course. Um, we were just looking at something that said that he was a mass murderer. And I think that's... that's it's stretching it a bit. I mean, I guess on, when you're... Uh, if you're the leader and you're in war and you're having to do what it takes to survive, then I guess that label is theoretically yeah. true. But well, that it's a. I think they focus at some point on f his firebombing campaigns, mm -hmm. which, I mean, come on, you're fighting literally fire with fire mm -hmm. because Adolf had no problems, yeah, doing lots of really bad things. Yeah. So give me a break. Anyway. I found the movie at points as as really as tense as it was funny. His wife is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, is fantastic. Well, she's an Academy Award nominee, Kristen Scott Thomas. Um, I actually pinpoint a couple of moments. 
Do you remember when he's sitting alone in, in front of this big table and, and his wife walks in and he just looks at her and goes, leave me alone. And what does she say? Uh, the opportunity for doing so has passed a long time ago. <laughs> Which is a great line. I'm, I'm glad you fixed on that. I don't. I don't. Don't really recall like very sp- specific points to the movie. Um, I love World War II history. So again, the meeting with King George, um, and Neville Chamberlain, mm-hmm. or King George talking to Churchill, and Neville Chamberlain asserting that you know, yeah, Churchill's wrong a lot, but he's occasionally right, and King George saying, well, well, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. Very clever. Hmm. I love the clever. So this movie well, that's was very actually, good yeah, for Yeah, I mean, me. that actually happened. I mean. um, and it won for great makeup because he looked like Churchill. It's amazing. I'm going to butcher the guy's name. Kazuhiro Tuji. Uh, I'll go with that. Sure, that sounds right. Whatever works for you. <laughs> um, now, it's not completely historically accurate which could annoy people. It'll annoy the amateur historians, especially that scene where he's meeting in the, um, uh, on the subway with all the people. There's a lot of things. That didn't happen. I mean, the problem is, is that you can't, to make a historically accurate film... Isn't necessarily and, the most and, exciting. And film. have it be entertaining. No. Right. I mean, you have to suspend belief and assume that maybe that did happen. He's that, he's that type of guy that would have done that. Now, what I would have watched is Gary Oldman doing this in like a 10-part miniseries because he was so good. I would have sat there and watched multiple hours of this, many, many, many hours of this. So I always get really confused because I know Brian Cranston did LBJ on Broadway for a while, and then he brought it into a movie. Did Gary Oldman do the same thing with this? With, no. With this? No, no, he didn't. not at all. Okay. And the other thing I liked about this movie was the lighting. I don't know if you noticed it often, but it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Churchill yeah. going to meet King George with those lightning cut light cuts coming through him as he's walking up the hallway. So here's here's the real question for you, and I know obviously you couldn't really tell because we didn't have a 4K UHD version of this, but how do you think the makeup would have held up with that kind Under of... Under 4K UHD? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't release it in 4K, because they didn't release it in 4K. I wonder why not. I thought it was sort of standard to release most movies now at with 4K. Yeah. Nope. Well, I Tanya's the same way. I Tanya was not released in 4K either. So. But we know it was Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much to my pleasure. Um. Again, I. I. For me, this movie's like a B plus. It's not a Dunkirk. Which I think we gave an A. Yeah. Um, well, I'm giving it an A minus. The only problem I have with this release is there is no features after uh, it. Yeah. It's tiny. Becoming Churchill feature commentary with director Joe Wright and Into Darkest Hour, which didn't really do much for me. Um. Thankfully, they gave, they gave me the optional commentary track because they didn't. It would have been hard to really give it what i gave it um but mr wright is great and i loved listening to him for the the two hours yeah so it was good a minus okay b plus for me dead silence anything else you want to talk about so i'm watching something on netflix about session musicians okay so just stick with me for a second 
And what it's showing is basically guys that are willing to go and play in other bands fronted by amazing people, and they have no problem doing it. For example, like Alice Cooper always hires session musicians mm-hmm. now to come in and do his tour, and I've seen seen the guys. Um, or anything, any 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 major group that's led by one major guy right. they'll usually might have some. so anyway the thing that bothered me about this was they show great like kenny arnoff who's a great drummer mm-hmm. um he's he's had a great career he worked with melon john cougar mellencamp john fogarty whole bunch of guys um there is a drummer for uh, billy joel named liberty devito mm-hmm. and apparently the way billy works is he had a band together for like three decades. And one day he just decided he didn't want to be with the band anymore. And the entire band just got told via like radio interviews, like they weren't even called that they're no longer in the band. Whoops. But Liberty remained, who's a great drummer. And then one day Billy just got tired of Liberty and dumped Liberty and I just think it's like a really crappy thing to do. Well, especially yourself as a drummer. Yeah. Well, it, anything to do something like that. Yeah. It's always, what's, what's wrong with that guy? What, what I always find really interesting is that you have bands and then you have a band member that leaves. So they've got to bring somebody else in. And they bring somebody who's, who's not a part of the band, but I guess they are technically session players, right? Yeah. Or they're, or they're, they're, they're touring members. Which right. But Liberty DeVito was, was a, member a founding of the, member right, of, of whatever. It's the, like Springsteen dumping his band. Would you ever think Bruce would do that? Well, look at uh, ACDC uh, dumping. Um, yeah, but there are some circumstances around there, like the guy's death. You know, like the lead singer, right? Well, it was he? It was his voice, right? But but he said he he said I need to just take a break for a couple right. months and right. just before I blow my voice out. And they're like, now nah, we're just gonna get another lead singer. I know, and there's like Steve Perry not going to, with the Aerosmith? Journey, or no Journey, uh, yeah, Steve Perry, uh, and um, the lead singer Sticks not working out quite or, the same or way. Or look at Aerosmith and um, Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. Uh, but I found this to be very sad. So I watched it. I was entertained throughout the, the, um, but I found it. Did you need to take some Xanax afterwards? I found it unbelievable that he would toss this guy because he's good. I saw him. I saw him in concert and Billy Joel has more than enough money to not be a jerk. But I think they all do it. I mean, McCartney, he's had the same drummer. I'm sure you know that drummer. You've seen him before. Yes. But a lot of the other guys, I think he just kind of picks guys that he likes for a while and right. just is like, oh, I'm going to move on. So anyway, it's scattered. I didn't mean to bring it up, but it really bothered me when I watched it last night. It's interesting. It just annoyed the crap out of me uh, that he would dump that guy. I, so the X-Files got a little weird. They did a weird futuristic uh-huh. episode. Is it good? It was actually okay. It was based upon um, everything sort of being controlled via AI and so, like, they go into a sushi bar. So it was a what if episode? No, no, not at all. It was like Mulder and Scully are in a sushi bar. They're not talking and they're on their phone. They punch stuff into it's one of those restaurants that's not manned by anybody. Mm-hmm. And they punch it, you know, all the food comes in, but Mulder gets the wrong order and he goes into the back room and, and there's a robot there and it's got red eyes. And he 
goes to check out and he puts no tip and it won't let go of his credit card and then he pounds on the thing and then the computers start going haywire and, and the whole premise is, is that because he won't give a tip to this one thing, it controls all these other things like right. like Uber driver lists and like all these other services until eventually like they're being chased by drones. Scully's house is blown up by a Roomba. Um is this a cartoon or is this no, the actual? Real, okay. This is a real X Files episode, and I was like, "Well, guys, you don't have that many left because she's not coming back for any more. Yeah. So we're not we're we're wasting some time here to close this one out for good." And then we talk about Carl. We talked about Carl, okay, a little bit. And so the only reason that you watched it, just I to didn't see. watch. I watched it to see that happen. And how? Bad Thank was you, Mister Gump Gumple. And how bad was it? It was terrible. Yeah, it was absurd. I, I heard that the... Uh, now, Carl was fantastic in Robot Chicken. There's a special Walking Dead Robot Chicken, uh-huh. which I think I'm going to make you watch okay. because you'll be very entertained by All it. Right. But it's a future old man Carl. Oh, and hilarious. voiced by the actor. Chandler Riggs. Yeah. Actually, all the actors voiced their parts in this Robot Chicken. 22 minutes of hilarity. Well, my understanding is, is that... Um, what is his name? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, was like very vocal that he was like, "I am not okay with this with this timeline." Right. I'm not. I like this is really stupid. What they're doing here. Really. Yep. Wow. So you got to believe his days are numbered. Well, we know that. Well, I mean, but he Negan is around. He's in jail. He's in jail. Right. So what are they going to do? They're going to not jail him, and they're just going to kill him outright. Why not? The show's done. Gimple man. can do whatever I he wants. I gotta say. That show's jumped the shark. Yep, I'm officially. Done I'm done with it. I was. I can't watch it anymore. It's like I'm waiting for them to insert the clip of the fawns literally jumping a shark, <laughs> and then that'll be it for me. All you need to do is watch the robot chicken episode, okay. and you'll be much happier with I, your... That's fine. That's fine, because I won't watch Walking Dead anymore. Right. You'll get a kick out I'm of it. I'm really done with it. So, all right. What are we all doing right. next week? What do you got? I think we're going with Justice League. All right. Get ready, man. Strap in. It's no Thor Ragnarok. I'll just bring that up right off the bat. All right. And maybe Robot Chicken. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. See ya. off. That's right. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.